Welcome into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. I am Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. And great to have you on here for the next two hours, the best car radio program in all of Michigan. And we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking to uh, Bob Larrabee and Larry Erickson here uh, right off the top of the, of the uh, hour. Larry has uh, put together a uh, book called Hot Rod Dreams along with David Boulay that captures the career of Bob Larrabee. Uh, everyone knows him around here as the creator of Autorama. And uh, I have a tremendous conversation with those guys. We're going to be talking to Dave Vanderwerp, Ford Car and Driver. I got into the Tesla Model S Plaid uh, this week, which was uh, this is the fastest uh, production sedan ever built, uh, two seconds, zero to 60. And uh, Dave and I'll talk about some of the uh, crazy performance numbers that this car puts together. We've both uh, driven it uh, at speed. And we'll also be talking to Jason Richmond about the all-new Honda Civic Si. And then there are a little racing news in the second hour. We'll be talking to John Heinrichsee, uh, six-time, uh, 16-time SCCA national champion. He added his 16th national championship just this year down in Indianapolis. And uh, some sad news this week. We lost Al Unser. Uh, but uh, uh, the uh, the great Al Unser had quite a career, and we'll be uh, uh, talking to Bill Warner about some of the highlights of his uh, great life. Uh, as always, give us a call here, 313-778-7600, if you want to join the conversation. And uh, you can find us on iHeartRadio as well as live on 910 AM. Uh, we're joined by Bob Larrabee and Larry Erickson. I think we got them both on the line. Gentlemen, how are you? Good. Uh, and good afternoon, Henry. Yeah, great to uh, great to have you guys on. Uh, I, I got a, a wonderful visit from Larry Erickson this week. Uh, brought me uh, this new book, Hot Rod Dreams. And uh, it's it's uh, basically the life and times of Bob Larrabee. But uh, I, I, I highly recommend this book to folks because it's it's both a uh, biography but also a, a history of Detroit. I mean, it's it's a wonderful book to read um, uh, and to go and to, to look through at the history of Autorama and, and how Bob Larrabee really. Uh, changed American culture by bringing the hot, hot rod front and center, but uh, you know, Bob, you were you were born here in Detroit, and it's it, it, this book is a wonderful history of the city too. Just uh, reading through some of the experiences you've had since 1953 in the, in the original Autorama. Well, uh, it was quite a life to tell you the truth. It was uh, it was amazing, and uh, and as I've gotten older, I. I, I guess I've had time to realize what, a, what 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 my life was. I never dreamt that uh, it would go in the direction it did. I I was born in Detroit, uh, in the city. Went to Cass Tech. Uh, I was going to be a dentist, and somehow about 1950, uh, Hot Rod Magazine had come out in '48, and uh, I got called up during Korea for a short time and. Uh, uh, my life really changed at that period, and uh, uh, I, I really had an interest in hot rods. 
Growing up, I was born I was uh, born on the east side, and we could hear the cars racing at Motor City Speedway at Eight Mile and Trainer. People I talk to today don't even remember that track, but it was there. It was built in the 30s and uh, ran to the late 50s, and I never, ever dreamt in my wildest dreams that one day I would be racing there, but I did race there all during the 50s, and uh, that got me uh, real interested in cars, and then when uh, I joined the club in in the early 50s also, that became a part of the Michigan Hot Rod Association, which actually started the autorama to build a drag strip, and that all happened. And eventually I became president of that club and ran that drag strip the first year in 1957 and uh, got so involved with autorama I thought it'd be fun to try to do some shows around the country, and that's exactly what we did. I don't know where I got the energy to do all this. Uh, I, I had never traveled. And uh, it, uh, life was really, uh, this was all new for me. I had never experienced anything like this, and, but we made it happen, and uh, we really built quite an industry out of the car shows. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and, and it's all in this book. Um, uh, yeah, tremendous cars, tremendous people, personalities. I, Bob, I met you uh, for the first time uh, this summer. Up at M1 Concourse, you were uh, part of the Woodward Dream Show up there, and you you had brought in, uh, uh, I, in my mind, the most famous hot rod ever, which is the Red Baron. Uh, you, you you had uh, uh, one of the copies of the of the Red Baron there with you. With you. It was a treat to meet you, uh, Larry Erickson. Where did you uh, meet Bob Larrabee the first time? Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> I, I think it was I think it was at Autorama. Um, you know, I moved to Detroit in '85, um, and um, and the and the show was just a, such a big event. You know, it was like you sort of focus your your post-holiday activity around you know Winds Autorama, and um, and that was probably the first meeting with Bob. Yeah, 1985, and uh, you you obviously got hooked. I mean, you're you're a uh, you're a, an auto designer. Um, you've had a uh, you've had a, a, a great career here uh, in, in Detroit, working for Ford. You're now a designer with uh, Magna. Did, did you just did, did the did that 1985 experience just hook you as a as a as a hot rod aficionado? No, really. The first time was probably uh, at the Oakland Roadster Show, which is a, which is sort of. Uh, a West Coast, um, you know, the shows are, are all unique because of the, the fact they're rooted in the local clubs and the local car culture. And the Oakland show uh, was the closest one to where I grew up, the Oakland, California show. And I think the first time I went to that show was probably about 67. And just walking in there and seeing all those things together and you know, you, you, it's one thing to look at a magazine or, or, or look at something online or, or, or you know, watch a, a video about it. It's another thing to to walk among those things and see how different one vehicle is from another. And, you know, one is one person's dream and the next one's somebody else's dream and are completely different from each other, you know. 
Yeah, and they're and they're all they're all unique. I mean, they're 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 uh, uh, remarkable creations. I've I've gotten hooked uh, here in Detroit. Uh, we have Autorama uh, here downtown, and uh, now uh, what do they call it? It's not Kobo anymore. They call it Huntington Bank uh, Huntington Bank Center now. And uh, every year is different. Every year you meet the personalities who put these things together. Uh, one one of the, uh, the the folks that really intrigued me, uh, uh, Bob, in this book is Ed Big Daddy Roth. <laughs> and um, and I'm and I'm I'm, re- I'm reading uh, I'm reading Larry's book here. And uh, and learning about it, but I'm I'm a I'm not only a, a car guy, a, a racer. I'm also a cartoonist, and I I, I believe uh, Ed Roth is he responsible for the famous uh, T-shirts that uh, kind of became synonymous with hot rod culture with the uh, the, the 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 guys with the uh, the bloodshot eyes and the. And the big um, the big stick shifts is were those Ed Roth's creations? Well, I think they were. He was the first guy that I know of. Uh, Larry might know something different. He's probably closer to the art thing than I am. But uh, uh, I was brought up in a real conservative home, uh, and uh, when I met Ed, I'd never known anybody like him. And I still think of him today. Uh, as as my friend, I mean, he was he was a totally totally different person uh, than anybody I knew, and he was extremely creative. He was not an engineer, but he had these fantastic ideas. And the guy you're talking about in the on the t-shirts was uh, is mostly Ratchink, uh, which was a character that Ed uh, created. And uh, a lot of other guys, uh, artists, have followed uh, in his footsteps. But uh, so far as I know, Ed was the first one to come up with that uh, kind of an image. And uh, he did a great marketing job with it. And and, and he became, uh, in my mind, a legend uh, in the hot rod sport because he not only did the T-shirt thing, but he built a number of very, very famous cars, the Outlaw, the Beatnik Bandit, and the Styrian. These cars all had strange names, and they were strange cars. And they weren't really built to run or anything. They were creative designs that that Ed came up with. And I'm sure Larry can elaborate on this more. But uh, Ed, for me, was a great friend. Uh, We spent a lot of time together. I ended up buying three of his cars to haul to our shows. Uh, eventually, I had trucks on the road, and I thought uh, people back east would like to see these cars, and that's exactly what happened. We we ended up, uh, in fact, throughout my show career, we ended up uh, owning or buying or leasing uh, uh, a lot of these cars that we hauled to shows all over the country and uh, gave the American people uh, and, and a lot of other people a chance to see cars that they'd only read about in, in, in books and magazines. So, uh, but Ed was a guy I'll never forget. Uh, he was, uh, uh, actually a sort of a gentle kind of guy, uh, and, uh, uh just a great friend. His word was his bond, and, uh, and he was a giant, uh, guy besides that. He was, he was a big fellow, but, uh, 
Uh, he left quite an image. <laughs> but it sounds like quite a character. And, uh, yeah, the, the, these were the rat paint T-shirts, uh, me and my buddies, uh, we all wore them uh, growing up. They're, they're still some of the, my favorite cartoons uh, ever drawn. And, the, and uh, you mentioned the Beatnik Bandit uh, that, Ed Fink, uh, that Ed Roth uh, created. And it's, it's, it's on the cover of this book, uh, Larry. How, how did you guys uh, decide on the uh, Beatnik Bank Bandit as your cover piece? Well, you know, um, especially as a as an artist, uh, Henry, you know, hot rodding has always been about irreverence. You know, um, you know, classic cars are about beauty, and race cars are about speed, and both of those things are in the custom car area. You know, uh, at Bob shows and stuff. But one of the other things is this sort of irreverence. And Ed was very irreverent. Um, you know, it was he created the the rap fake as a reaction to Mickey Mouse and a lot of other things. But but it's that sort of fun, sort of taking the Mickey out of things. And and maybe it's a little bit more American than it is in other parts of the world. But you know, those T-shirts that Ed made, and uh, and even like your calendar, you know, it's it's the irreverence of some of it that makes you laugh and and sort of uh, takes the Mickey out of folks that takes things too seriously. But at the same time, as you know, Bob was saying, Ed made these beautiful cars. They weren't practical, but they were just great to look at. Yeah, and this. Uh... This uh, book is uh, is full of them. Uh, it, it, it's full of the uh, uh, characters that created this great show. I, I just learned from reading the book that Bob Riddler, uh, uh, Bob Larrabee, was uh, was sort of the original promoter. Uh, you guys worked together, and now today, uh, the Riddler Award is named after him at the uh, at the Autorama, and that's that's really become the signature of the show, hasn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Don uh, Don Riddler was was brought on board by the Michigan Hot Rod Association back in the mid fifties because uh, well we were just a bunch of a bunch of kids is what we were uh, and in fact I was considered sort of an old an old man because I was in my mid twenties uh, but at any rate uh, they wanted to try to figure out some way to uh, boost attendance. And so they hired Don, who was a, a well-known publicist in, the, in Detroit, uh, and he came on board with some really different ideas, and he saw the event as a family event, which none of us did at that time. And so he brought in musical entertainment and things like that to create a family environment, and that was extremely successful. Uh, unfortunately, Don passed away at a very young age in the early 60s and that's when we created the award in his name for what he had accomplished yeah well uh the book is hot rod dreams uh go buy it it's a tremendous book bob larrabee larry erickson thanks for joining us my pleasure henry henry thank you and after looking at your calendar i think you should uh, branch out into the t-shirt business yeah, they're going to start growing from that thing. All right, we're going to take a break here, hear from our sponsors, and on the other side, we'll be talking Tesla Plaid with car and drivers Dave Vanderwerf here on Car Radio. 
Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious side Ginsburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patty charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. Listen up, America. Are you or a loved one suffering with an addiction to alcohol, opiates, prescription painkillers, or other drugs? There is hope. Medication-assisted treatment is proven most effective for opiate addiction recovery. Utilizing medications such as methadone, suboxone, and subutex, combined with inpatient treatment, you can achieve lasting recovery. Most insurance is accepted, so call us now. Please call 800-625-5860. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free with no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage, at no extra cost, you could also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-571-8580. That's 1-800-571-8580. So you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So pop quiz, which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. And all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet, are included with tuition. Independence U for an independent you. Call 1-800-556-7791. Do you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS? If so, you may qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. The Fresh Start Program is one of the biggest tax breaks the IRS has offered. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150 to see if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Their team of tax experts and attorneys will get you the best tax settlement possible. Call 800-685-6150 now to learn if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150. 800-685-6150. All right, welcome back to Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, and we've been talking hot rods with Bob Larravee and Larry Larry Erickson, and uh, I got into a modern-day production hot rod this week. Got a chance to drive the all-new Tesla Model S Plaid for the first time. Uh, I was up at M1 Concourse, a little cold, uh, 30 degrees, typical Michigan December day, 
but um, the, uh, the 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 plan uh, lives up to its billing. Uh, this is the first uh, sub two second sedan uh, in production. Uh, I didn't quite get there. Uh, I was doing uh, maybe mid twos with launch control, but uh, we're joined by Dave Vanderwerp, who is uh, the director for vehicle testing for Car and Driver magazine. He's gotten pretty close to the advertised 1.99 second zero to 60 time. Dave, how are you? Hi, Henry. Great. Yeah, good to have you on the uh, program. And uh, you you put your instruments on this car, and and uh, you got pretty close. What did you guys uh, clock the plat at? 2.01. We got a 2.1 second zero to 60, and uh, we of course use uh, one foot rollout, so that's about two tenths of a second it shaves off, and. Uh, Tesla claims sub two second, but notably it is a 1.99, which if you're reporting to the tenths and not the hundredths, rounds to 2.0. But the place that they've achieved that time and the only place they've allowed third parties to, to run their cars have been at a prepared drag strip with a extremely sticky launch surface. Yeah, it helps to uh, be on a sticky drag strip, and I, I was struck, uh, I did a number of uh, zero to 60 runs out on the back straight at M1, and uh, it was it was cold, it's an all-wheel drive car, so uh, the grip is pretty good, but it obviously was not an optimal uh, experience, but I, but I could do these zero to 60s over and over and over again. I mean, uh, in, in past Model S's, that's not the case. Uh, you kind of you kind of tail tail off, presumably uh, because of battery heat issues. I think you guys had the same experience. You were able to do uh, these quick times over and over, over and over again. Yeah, that, that's another impressive thing. I mean, really, the, the there's so many different things that are impress, impressive about this Model S Plaid. You know, everything from its charging speed, which was much quicker than before. Um, it's Skid pad grip, cornering grip was just massively high, you know, higher than sports car level. Beats a Corvette, you know, which is crazy for a, a four-door, four-door, big four-door that weighs, you know, more than a thousand pounds more than a Corvette. And um, like you say, the, the the you know, there's sort of layers to the impressiveness of the acceleration, and one of those is that it's more repeatable than before. Uh, Tesla has obviously realized the cooling shortcomings that they've had in the car before because the Plaid has a radiator that's twice as big as the one that was in the Model S before. And, uh, yeah, you're right. We did uh, five or six passes, you know, pretty back-to-back, you know, from from standstill all the way up to top speed, and it really didn't fall off at all, and that was – uh, starting at 100% state of charge all the way down to 80%. So that, too, usually uh, limits performance on EVs. As you start to uh, get down from 100% state of charge, the acceleration typically falls off as well, and, and the Plaid just really doesn't. Yeah, it's, uh, that's impressive to see. It's nice to see them uh, uh, improving in that regard. Uh, very Porsche-like. Uh, one of the great things about Porsches is, is just how repeatable uh, their performance is. You can just hammer launch control, launch after launch, and the, it doesn't face the car. What is un like 
however, <laughs> about the, the Tesla is, uh, and I found this in my uh, Tesla Model 3 performance, is the uh, the brakes are a little inferior. So uh, you get up to these high speeds in Teslas, and then the brakes start to uh, go away. You have a wonderful line in your review uh, about uh, the Nurburgring lap that Tesla said. I think it was in the 7-minute, 35-second uh, area. And you, you said the test driver uh, really must have been emboldened to go around 14 miles of uh, – Nurburgring with fading brakes uh, on on this Tesla. Yeah, there were there are a few different things. You know, despite it it really putting up the numbers and and we didn't say, but the, those acceleration times are not just impressive for a four door. I mean, that a two point one second zero to sixty ties the Porsche nine eighteen Spider, which was the quickest zero to sixty time we had ever measured. That was seven years ago. Just this year, the Ferrari SF ninety beat it by a tenth into a two second flat. And um, in terms of quarter mile, the Plaid ties the Bugatti Chiron Sport as the quickest we have ever tested. And, and now, so here we're talking about this near 5,000-pound, five-passenger luxury sedan that's running with these, in the case of the Bugatti, multi-million-dollar two-seat sports cars. You know, it's just 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 crazy how impressive it is. However. You know, when you start to, to utilize all that speed it has, it, it does it did let us down in a few key areas. Brakes was one of them. Our our typical brake test is a sequence of five stops from 70 miles an hour to zero, and we do those in close succession as we can to pack the brakes. Now we do this on every car, right? And and very few cars have much issue with this. Sometimes there's a little bit of fade, but most any car can handle that that sequence, which is not true, you know, a couple decades ago. Um, brakes have gotten much, much better in general. But the Plaid, you know, it really, the the distances didn't grow by that much, but the brakes smelled really hot, and actually a warning came up on the, on the digital display screen that said, you know, warning, your brakes are overheating, beware, you know, basically they're imminently going to disappear on you. And this is a you know not terribly taxing test. Certainly far less taxing than a lap of a of any racetrack, uh, in particular Nurburgring. Um, so so that was disappointing. Although you know now we see that Tesla is promising a carbon ceramic brake kit upgrade for the Plaid that will be available. They say mid next year for twenty thousand dollar upgrade price. And the car desperately. Yeah. And- yeah, and I, and, uh, and presumably that'll come with a with a track package too. Uh, uh, running it around M1, uh, we were we were constantly getting nanny interference in uh, in uh, uh, in plaid mode and sport mode. Um, and as as they upgrade to a track package, presumably uh, the car will become uh, you'll you'll be able to hang the car out a little bit more. I'm familiar with that. Um, I'm familiar with that brake warning. I, whenever I go to M1 in my Model 3, uh, I, I get those brake warnings after a few laps. So, yeah, brakes uh, something they could work on. The uh, You go into some detail in your review about the electric motors. There are three of them on this car now. First time, I believe, uh, the Model S has had three electric motors. And in order to get these extraordinary 
speeds, uh, they're doing something different uh, with, with the motors. Yeah, that uh, it's very interesting. They have these carbon fiber sleeved rotors for the electric motors, and this is to get them from uh, up to a rotational speed of 20,000 RPM up from about 16,000 before. So about a 25% improvement is what they're claiming. And the big claim and the big reason for doing this was to get the Model S to 200 miles per hour, something that EVs don't typically do very well at is top speed, partially and because most of them use a single single um, speed reduction ratio as a as a transmission, right? So they, they, unlike a gas engine, they don't have the ability to upshift and change the ratio to to better be in the the need of the power band for the motor, and so they tend to run out of run out of speed at the, at the top end. And so this is how Tesla is going to get the Model S to 200. Now, interestingly, it doesn't actually do 200 yet. Of course, like many things, Tesla, they say it's awaiting a, a software update to get that get to that 200 mile per hour threshold. And, you know, part of me wonders if, the, if that new brake package might be part of unlocking that 200 mile per hour speed. Uh, we saw 162. Uh, it was governed to that, just like previous Model S's. So that was a little disappointing that they were really touting that 200 miles top speed and went to great lengths with these new electric motors to get to it, and it, it doesn't do it yet. Yeah. Yeah, OTA updates are, are, are good things. Dave, can you hold on uh, uh, on the other side of the break? I want to talk to you more about the yoke steering wheel. Sure. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break here, hear from our advertisers, and on the other side, we'll be talking more Tesla plaid with Dave Vanderwerp of Car and Driver. Here on Redline, and Ben Cole Thompson. Go read my people, Crusader for Justice by George Damon King, who died fighting for black people, did more for black people than Wendell Anthony will ever do in this nation. But here's what Damon Keith said, Wendell Anthony. He's a bully, he's a thug, and he's a two-bit hustler who has used the presidency of the Detroit branch of the NAACP for his own financial and political gain. Wendell Anthony is kneeling before the mayor like a puppy, culturally emasculated leader of the NAACP. You ain't no threat to no status quo. We see through you. And you can only get it here on 910 AM Superstation. Are you drowning in debt? struggling just to make minimum payments it's not your fault serious debt can happen to anyone but there is hope our debt-free program has helped thousands of good people just like you eliminate their credit card debt call us today and we will dramatically reduce your credit card debt down to just a fraction of what you owe the call is free the consultation is free take control of your credit debt take control of your life again call now to see how our debt-free program can work for you call 800-872-5230 If you or a loved one underwent hernia surgery between 2010 and 2016 and then suffered serious complications, call right now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. Complications associated with FISO-MESH include chronic pain, infection, adhesions, mesh migration, reopening of the hernia, and other serious injuries. Call right now. Call 1-800-799-2091. Again, that's 1-800-799-2091. Attention, in July 2018, Bayer announced that it will be halting its sales of Assure. The Assure birth control may break or migrate after insertion, puncturing the fallopian tube, resulting in corrective surgery to remove the device. 
Thousands of women have reported debilitating health problems to the FDA. In April 2018, the FDA restricted sales of Assure to protect women and required that patients receive risk information. Please call 800-425-9539. Hi, I'm Hunter Ellis, and this is Atomic Beam USA. Another bright idea from Bulbhead, the ultra-bright, tough-grade flashlight that features tactical technology used by U.S. Special Forces. This flashlight has a feeble 125 lux output. The Atomic Beam USA has up to 5,000 lux. That's 40 times more. We're going to drop it hundreds of feet from this helicopter. It hits the tarmac, and it's still working. That's what I call a tough flashlight. Heavy downpours, mud puddles, even extreme temperatures are no match. You could spend over $100, or the Atomic Beam USA can be yours for just $19.99 with free lifetime guarantee. Order now, you can double it and get a second Atomic Beam USA. Just pay a separate fee, and we'll even ship them to you for free. Atomic Beam USA is just $19.99. Order now. Call 1-800-638-2619 to get your Atomic Beam USA. Call now or go to Atomic Beam. So call 1-800-638-2619. Deluxe version available. Order now. 9 a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air within 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. All right, welcome back into 910 AM. You're on Car Radio with Henry Payne. We're talking with Dave Vanderwerp, a car and driver, about the all-new Tesla Model S Plaid. And uh, Dave, uh, Tesla is not just pushing the envelope of performance with this Plaid. They're also uh, doing some interesting things uh, inside with the controls. Uh, you get into the uh, new Model S Plaid. doesn't look a lot different than the outgoing uh, Model S, uh, but the interior is dramatically different. looks much more like a Model 3 now inside. Very simple dash. They turn the screen uh, horizontal. And the steering wheel uh, is a yoke. What, what do you think of the yoke steering wheel? Yes, that's probably the most controversial part of the car, and and really for good reason. You know, it's not that uh, a yoke design is inherently bad, in my opinion. Obviously, uh, the Lewis Hamiltons of the world use them to pretty good effect in race cars. And uh, the, the really the issue, and, and really when you're not putting in much steering input, cruising on the highway, for example, not having the top part of the steering wheel rim is a visibility improvement that we noticed when driving the car, which is helpful. Uh, the issue is that Tesla didn't sort of go all the way and redesign its steering system to accommodate the yoke-style uh, helm. So it still has a 2.3-turn lock-to-lock, and so that's when you get into trouble where you're going hand-over-hand and your hands just get lost as the, you don't have that continuous steering wheel ram. So you see that like, Toyota um, just introduced its new BZ4X electric crossover. It also has a yoke, 
but there they went to great lengths to to not have the wheel be able to turn more than 180 degrees so that your hands never have to leave either end of the yoke. And, and in that case, I presume, you know, we haven't driven that thing yet, but that that should work just fine, I would think. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting uh, comparison to that uh, coming uh, Toyota. I think one of the quickest ratios I've driven is a, two, is a two to one on the Alpha uh, Romeo Giulia. Um, would that be? You think that would would that do it with the Tesla? You really have to get it down to not going further than 180 degrees of rotation in either direction, right? I mean, that's really what. It's when you start to have to go hand over hand in tight corner maneuvers when you get in trouble. So you really have to limit it down to, to you know, never having to cross your hands over and being able to keep them on the on the yoke the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, is that, is that something they could do in an over-the-air update, or is that that's really a mechanical fix? No, that's a mechanical fix, right, which they could do with just pure ratio, or they could do something where they adjust it toward the end, you know, where you turn it further at the very end or something like that. But and uh, who knows? I mean, they perhaps this is something they have in the works, but it seems pretty shoddy to, to just drop a yoke in without the requisite other changes to sort of make it work harmoniously in the car. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it's different uh, uh, to get used to just physically. I, I, and uh, because of the ratio you talk about, I, I wound up sort of spinning the car, spinning the wheel with one hand almost like a baton in, in really tight quarters in a parking lot. Uh, yeah, once you're on a track, you're okay. But it's, it's really the tight uh, turning stuff um, uh, where, where it's difficult. And this is coming into every Model S. It's not just the Plaid. I mean, every Model S has got to have this yoke steering wheel. Yeah, yeah, they seem pretty committed to it, and there's no option to, to not get the yoke, right? There's no round steering option. And, again, I found driving around the car a little bit, uh, I started to, to pick up bad habits where I would reach across with the wrong, with the wrong hand to the opposite yoke to sort of initiate a slow 90-degree turn or some parking lot maneuvering, you know, to make up for this, uh, you know, having to do hand-over-hand steering inputs with the yoke. Yeah. The uh, the other thing that's different is they've completely eliminated stalks. I, I, I like the stalks on my Model 3. They're uh, Mercedes-like, uh, easy to use both for uh, shifting gears and also for the autopilot. Uh, they've eliminated the stalks, uh, continuing to push the envelope with simplicity. How do you like the, uh, the gear shift in the screen? Well, it's uh, it's interesting, right? And I mean, a big part of that too is the automatically guessing which direction it thinks you want to go, um, in the hopes that you really rarely have to to use that gear selector on the screen, right? Because it, in theory, knows which way you want to go. If you if you're parked in a in a parking lot facing another car, it sees that other car and figures out that hey, you want to back out of this spot, not not go forward and hit the hit the car in front. And we didn't find that to work terribly well. It seemed to get it right about 50% of the time. And uh, it, it certainly isn't, wasn't difficult to swipe the screen. Uh, you know, you, you really wonder what happens 
because we've seen screens go blank in Teslas and many other automakers' vehicles as well. And, and actually, they have a backup built in where there's a, a row of shift lights that illuminate on the center console in the case where the screen uh, goes on the fritz. So that, that's interesting. The controls on the, on the yoke, we kind of argued about a bit internally. I don't mind them, really. I found them. I got used to, to clicking the turn signal indicators on the, on the yoke and uh, the wiper uh, control, but other people really didn't like it. So that, that was more mixed, but we're pretty unanimous that the, the yoke itself doesn't work very well, at least how it's implemented right now. Yeah. Well, it's always, uh, it's always fun to get in these Teslas. They're pushing the envelope. Uh, it's one of the things we love about having a startup company like this. Uh, they're, they're looking at the world with new eyes. Uh, Dave uh, Vanderwerp, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks, Henry. Yeah, check out uh, Dave Vanderwerp's review of the Tesla Model S Plaid in car and driver. It's really good, really thorough. Uh, car and driver in, in general is such an asset to this industry because they take uh, cars and they run them through uh, this full instrument, in, instrumentation tests uh, that Dave organizes, and uh, it's, it's really a, a great resource to have out there, uh, whether it's a Tesla Plaid or whether it's a Honda Civic Si, which we're going to talk about here with Jason Richmond. Uh, Jason Richmond, the Honda Pro. Jason, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Henry? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, great to have you on the program. Great to see you uh, out in uh, California with this new uh, Civic Si. Uh, you're you're a um, uh, one of one of the most accomplished uh, Honda experts uh, out there in in media. I, I'm I'm generally a, a Honda Civic. Uh, a fan, whatever generation it is, I've got a uh, 2006 uh, Honda Civic Si sitting in my uh, driveway. But uh, I think this, this is my favorite Si since that. What was that? that? That's the eighth generation car. This is the 11th generation. I think this is my favorite uh, uh, Si since that eighth gen. What do you think? I I agree. Like I I've had. Five SIs, you know, all, all the way back to the very beginning, and I just I think this one is the best. It's the most well-rounded as far as power and handling and style and technology, safety. I think it has everything rolled up in one package, and it, I agree, it is the best Civic SI. And and uh, we're referring, I'm referring to this 2006 car. This was. Uh, a car with a VTEC engine in it. Uh, when, when, when you when when you hit uh, six thousand RPM, the cam would change, the car would roar, it'd go all the way to eight eight thousand grand. It, it's just still one of my favorite engines uh, uh, made. You know, this side of a V8, and um, yeah, uh, this this engine is not that. They've gone turbocharged, but uh, it, it really has good low end torque. This uh, this new two hundred horse turbo four. It does. It has really good low-end torque. Uh, but you're, you're right. There's really nothing like the old VTEX where you could, you know, feel the cams switching over, and you just got this big boost of power. What I like about the new turbocharged engines, though, is that you can tune them so easily, and there's so much hidden power. In a, in a simple, you know, ECU tune, 
you can add a lot of power because it's turbocharged, which which I like, and it's way more efficient than the old cars as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, they 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 start I think with a two five, and the base car is about 150 horsepower, and uh, then then they bring in this turbo four with both the sport and the SI model, and start turning up the wick uh, uh, horse horsepower wise. But uh, you know, it's interesting, uh, Jason, driving this car back to back with the last gen SI, which was really good. And just the, the little refinements. I mean, the manual shifter on this thing is sensational. It is. It is. And I own a, you know, the 10th generation Civic Type R. And, and I'll tell you, this new SI is very similar to my, you know, to a stock last generation Type R in the way, I think, in the way it handles the, the power delivery. I mean, it's not as powerful, but the shifting, like you said, shifting is spot on. I mean, Type R and less like a Civic Si. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's quite a beast. Uh, Jason, can you hold on? Uh, we're just going to uh, uh, take an ad break here and and uh, talk more on the other side. Sounds great. All right, we're going to hear from a couple of our sponsors, and on the other side of the break, we'll be talking more Honda Civic Si with Jason Richmond. We all love fried food, but the problem is all that excess oil and fat can cause you to become overweight. Well, now there's the Cook Light Aero Fryer, an amazing kitchen miracle that uses air to fry instead of oil, so you can have the same delicious flavor and crispiness of deep frying using little or no oil. Get that deep fried taste and crispiness with up to 70% fewer calories. Enjoy crispy, delicious fries with little or no oil, guilt-free onion rings, cheesy and delicious mozzarella sticks. Call now and bring the Cook Light Aero Fryer into your home, including the Cook Light Aero Fryer Recipe Book, the unique patented dual tray, air frying mesh basket and tongs, and stainless steel extender ring. You'll get it all for five easy payments of $29.95. Be one of the first 500 cars and get this 13-piece knife set a $175 value yours free. Try Cook Light Aero Fryer for 30 days. If you don't love it, send it back. But keep the 13-piece knife set. It's our gift to you. We're in the next 10 minutes and we'll include free shipping. Call now or go online to air2fry.com. That's air2fry.com. WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesday, Chicago Fire. Wednesday's Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Jamie Harrington for more information at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. Or email at jamie at my38detroit.com. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Since 2014, Addiction Hope and Helpline has answered calls for recovery and treatment 24-7, 365 days a year. If you're depressed, drinking, using drugs, or taking pills, call now and talk to someone who cares. 
I had problems just getting to sleep, drinking and using pills every night. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Most insurance covers substance abuse. You can get back on track. Call now for hope and help with proven general recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I have something to hold on to for strength. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call Welcome back into Car Radio. We're on 9:10 a.m. We're talking with Jason Richmond, the Honda Pro, about the new Honda Civic Si. And uh, Jason, we're talking before the break about uh, the great performance characteristics of this Si. It only comes in a manual. It's got 200 horsepower. Um, uh, pretty typical spec in that regard. The other spec that always blows me away about this car is its value. I mean, we're living in a time when the average, the cost of the average vehicle is uh, hovering around $40,000. Affordability is a real issue in this industry. And this Honda Civic Si loaded that I was driving out in California. I mean, I'm talking uh, a sunroof, summer tires, was 28,000 bucks. This is a heck of a value. I, I agree 100%. And and you know, if if you check the market, because this vehicle just got released um, to the public about a week and a half, two weeks ago, they started hitting dealerships. Dealerships have, the ones I've talked to, have had three or four orders already for incoming cars. People are just waiting for them. And as, as the market dictates, you know, a lot of these people might pay over MSRP. So there is definitely a value when people are paying MSRP or more and waiting, you know, third or fourth in line for the next cars to come in. So you know that's price right. Yeah. What's your experience uh, in that regard? You, you talk to a lot of uh, dealers. You travel the country. Um, do do uh, do dealers when they when they get a, a car like this that's in demand? They know uh, they know there's a passionate buyer's base. Do they they tend to mark them up, or does Honda try to keep a keep a a, a cap on that? Well, Honda doesn't really keep a cap on it only because the dealerships are independently owned. And so the dealers are just buying the cars from Honda and just reselling them. But uh, the dealerships definitely, you know, I I don't really want to talk bad about the dealerships themselves because it's not all their fault. What happens is a new car comes in and they have three buyers for that one new car. You know, especially in a limited type space that we're in right now where because of the chip shortage, dealerships don't have thousands of cars on their lot anymore. So they have three people coming in for one SI, and, of course, they all want it, and they're all going to pay for it. So one of the three people step up and say, listen, I'll give you over MSRP. How much do you want? I want the car. 
and they say, how about $5,000? And all of a sudden, that's the number. And if you want one, you need to pay the 5000 Otherwise, there's someone else that will step up that will pay it. Now, yeah. in my opinion, if everyone that wanted the cars said we won't pay more than MSRP, the cars would never sell for more than MSRP. Dealerships don't want to keep the cars. They want to sell them. But if the public's going to pay more, of course they're going to take the money. But that's yeah. kind of how yeah, I, that's like I would love it's like anything else, yeah. Yeah, it's like any other consumer item, whether it's a, a house or a uh, you know, or a, uh, a game console. Yeah, the, the uh, you, you, yeah, you want to sell it with the with the market will bear. The um, uh, Andrew, uh, I, I, the, I was about to say PS Five. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I was just thinking that. The, uh, the this, this car is uh, very good in in, uh, in so many ways. Um, uh, I was talking in the previous segment with uh, Dave Vanderwerp at, at Car and Driver about how uh, Tesla has pushed the envelope with their interior in their new car. Same with a Civic. This this interior on this car, uh, in my opinion, is as, as good as any car, mainstream or luxury, out there. I mean, I they they really I think spent some time uh, in the detail here. Um, uh, not only in the uh, in, in the fact that it's an all it's all digital. I mean, it's got an all digital uh, instrument display uh, in front of you, uh, but also the interior design is is really distinctive. Yes, I agree. I think the the way they hid the front vents, I think, is very unique versus most vehicles. You know, as long as you can remember, they've always had vents in the dashboard, and they were very clear and concise, and they look like they were vents. Some manufacturers have tried to hide them slightly, but Honda put it behind this beautiful metal grill, and it just really shows a flow throughout the vehicle. And it's it's one of those vehicles, and I think you kind of alluded to it, that it looks and feels better than it looks on paper. Like when you see it in person mm-hmm. and you get to drive it, comparing to just the specs, because so many of us just look at magazines, we read reviews, we go right for the specs. Like, you know, how much power does it have? You know, what kind of wheels does it have? How much torque does it have? And those things in this car, they're important, but when you drive it, you feel so much more than what it shows on paper. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I I I, uh, I couldn't wait to drive this car at the various stages during our test. It's it's just so yeah. it's so engaging. It's uh, you know we you, you hear the term it, it it fits like a hand in a glove. Uh, you know it's it, it's really true. I mean this this car is so intuitive to drive. The interior is so intuitive to use. And and uh, and and Jason, before you know before we um, before we we finish off the uh, the SI. Uh, here comes Honda with a Type R sneak peek on Monday. Um, I know you're looking forward to that. Yeah, actually, I have one in order. I have one in order out in California for the uh, new Civic Type R, the 11th generation. I cannot wait. It, I mean, it's. I think this SI is a small step, very small step, under last year's Type R. And last year's Type R compared to the SI, they were almost like night and day. And the Type R was a, a clear winner in comparison to the 10th generation. And with this 11th yeah. generation Civic SI stepping up so much, the Type R is it's going to be on another level. So I'm, I'm I love the SI, and I'm super super excited for the new Type R. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great thing about a new Civic. You get the new Civic, and then uh, and then there there's so many more great chapters that come after. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us, and uh, and uh, enjoy that SI. I will. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Jason Richmond, you can find him uh, everywhere online. Uh, one of the top experts of, uh, in Honda out there. He drives them. He, he travels the country talking to customers. Uh, uh, really a great guy to get to know. Uh, we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour and hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to be talking to 16-time SCCA champion John Heinrichsey. You're on Car Radio. Hi, I'm Joan London with A Place for Mom. Over the years, we've helped thousands of families find senior care, and today's senior living communities have never been better. With amazing amenities like movie theaters, exercise rooms and swimming pools, public cafes, bars and bistros, even pet care services. And nobody understands your options like the advisors at A Place for Mom. These are local expert advisors that will partner with you to find the perfect place and determine the right level of care, whether that's just a helping hand or full-time memory care. Best of all, it's a free service. Call today. A place for mom. You know your family. We know senior living. Together, we'll make the right choice. Call A Place for Mom right now to get our free ebook on financing senior care as well as a free referral for senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-436-2907. That's 1-800-436-2907. 